Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Forever. Dog. The revolution is here. This week on the podcast, Danielle Clayton's The Everlasting Rose. Welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast. Uh- <laughs> oh, no. What the freaky? Hey, <laughs> you're just in a public domain theater the- mood. I almost did the public domain theater intro. Podcast <laughs> um, Or this is just like my really stealth, um, awesomely smart campaign to remind people that we're doing public domain theater on our Patreon now. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I almost just said podcast of highbrow ratings and lowbrow commentary. Okay, that's <laughs> on our Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com anyway, slash Teen Creeps. This podcast is called Teen Creeps. And it is the podcast about YA Pulp Fiction. I literally could not remember what you were supposed to say. I was like, highbrow readings, lowbrow commentary. <laughs> That's why it happened. Yeah, the madness. It's creeping in. Oh, man. Whew. Creeping madness. Anyway. Uzumaki. Podcast okay. that discusses YA Pulp Fiction. I'm Hello. one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I am Kelly Nugent. And we are discussing Danielle Clayton's sequel to The Bells called The Everlasting Rose. I was happy to go back to Orléans. Yeah. Um, she's, um, a, her, the imagery in her writing is so beautiful. I will say that I think she grossly abuses simile. I can't remember. Grossly abuses Did simile. read the book really fast. Um, the, when you, to paint a picture, say, da-da-da, looked like blah, 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 blah. Oh. You, so, can, you can mix it up with metaphors, you know. Mm, does she though no no it is so extreme it is all the time and i will say that i got to a point where either she had calmed down or i you bought was engrossed enough in the writing finally that it was sort of just like falling away because her writing is really engrossing and the story is good and i was pulled in but it did take a little bit because the similes are constant all the time let me see if I can find one. I thought about highlighting. It would have been the whole book. It would have been the whole book. All of it. Mm-hmm. So this is like a normal simile. The green teacup dragon climbs into my lap and curls into a tiny ball. It's like a simile. Mm, it's like a borderline metaphor. That's fine. Um, 
Here's another simile where it reads as normal to me. Okay. And not like obstructing the flow of the book. My body is tense. My nerves coiled up like a spring. Yeah. Cool. Got it. No problem. What are... Mama never told me what to do when the world falls apart. Like a dress ripped at its seams, the beads scattering into faraway corners, the fabric a storm of shredded pieces left destroyed and unrecognizable. Beautiful. But here we go again. She never told me how to battle the nightmares that creep in like icy shadows, lingering behind closed eyes. Beautiful. She never told me what to do when all the color leaks out of the world like blood oozing from a mortal wound. Beautiful. And it's like one thing if like you're doing that stylistically to start the book, but it just never Mm -hmm. stops. I do think that maybe it's a matter of taste because I know that's something you don't enjoy. Whereas I like that kind of stuff. And so for me, I was like, oh, like I can, I feel like I can touch that. It's very evocative. It's very evocative. And it was just like... And I have the same problem with Harry Potter where I just don't want the world described in such detail. It's like, I feel like I'm stuffing cotton candy down my throat. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. But she's also, she's a very good writer. She is. And honestly, like I like a lot of metaphor and simile. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I don't like like purple prose. Like I don't like purple to me though. See to me, I mean, I guess I read, there's some stuff that I've like tried reading that just was a little bit too purple for me. Like the Gorman gas novels are very like high fantasy. A lot of high fantasies. Like it's just too, it's so yeah. It, like purple so the, is a, it's like a very easy trap to fall into when you're yes. writing fantasy. Yes. And so I think like, or like even actually Steinbeck, the beginning of grapes of wrath. I'm like, I get it. The mud I read that is in a dry. very long time. <laughs> it's there's oh dust everywhere. We get it. But oh my god, 40 pages about dust. Okay. Like that to me. So I don't know. I kind of liked it because because here's here's why I liked her s- similes and metaphors. Mm-hmm. Because she is really good at picking ones that fit and like that feel accurate. Like I feel like the, a lot of time like where I'm like, "Oh yeah, I I could see how that would be that." So at least there's that where it's like, I, I don't like when people are like his hand or, or like his heart was like a glove into which my heart also fit. <laughs> where I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. Like, yeah. Like that. certainly I don't think any of the similes taken on their own are bad similes or mm-hmm. inaccurate. And they all are very evocative and, and, and like they evoke beautiful mental pictures and feelings but if it's constant, it's just like I said, it's like, ooh, I love cotton candy. I don't want to just like sit down and eat cotton candy for two hours. Yeah. 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 I think, and that's the thing. I love cotton candy. <laughs> I could eat it all day long, which is strange because I don't normally like sweets and you like sweets more than me. That's true. But people have tastes. People have tastes. And that's I don't why like I like straight it. up sugar though. Huh? I don't like straight up sugar. Yeah. I think that's the difference. Mm-hmm. I like sour candies. Or like gummies or mm-hmm. I hate like milk chocolate Hershey's. I hate that. To me, that's like too sweet. Yeah, I'll I can enjoy like where it gets Hershey's like chalky like now and then. Yeah. But it is like like gets at the back of your throat sweet. Yeah, or like if you look at like but Halloween I'm a chocolate candy. girl. I don't know. I like dark chocolate. 
Um, but yeah. Anyway. So anyway, yeah, it is yeah, taste. It's like it's beautifully written, but I can it see is how a matter it would be of too taste. much. Yeah. If you are not someone who enjoys that kind of stuff like yeah. I do. I don't think it makes the book bad. I just think it makes it less for me. Yeah. I could see that. But very good book. A really good book. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the introduction of the Iron Ladies, I thought they were so cool. They sounded sick. Also, when she's like, okay. who are you? And they Don't. were and they said the resistance, I got chills. I was like, that's cool. Or actually, no, they weren't the ones who said that. Somebody called them the resistance. Remy. Remy. I, Did you think it was too on the nose? Yeah, it gave me well, it's not the book's fault. It's, it's timing. It's um pink hat wearing ladies' fault. Or it's like White Hillary feminists. Clinton is hashtag resistance. It's like, okay, oh no, she's not. Yeah. She's terrible politics. I certainly voted for her. I would certainly be happy if she was president. Oh, yeah. But she's not resistance. No. And and so I miss just using the word rebellion. Yeah. Also, yeah, it's not the book's fault. So I associate the word resistance with a particular brand of liberal feminism that I don't like. Yeah. Well, because it's exclusionary. Yeah, it feels like there's a trademark stamped at the end of it. Well, a lot of it is. And it's like, it's disingenuous. It's not that much of a resistance as what you want is just to go back to the 90s. Well, and yeah, because the 90s kind of sucked for a lot of people of color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and LGBTQ people. Yeah. And I'm like, just things pretty much were a lot, a lot better when Obama was in office, but it's not like oh, hell yeah. he was a rebellion. No, he was like, well, he, he was, was kind like of just like moderate part of a wave. liberal. Like it was just like a like a waveform, and he was just on it. Mm-hmm. A rebellion insinuates, lot, but yeah, I liked him a lot. Yeah, too. so like uh, being anti-Trump does not constitute resistance. No, like full-on like society bending resistance. So anyway, it's not yeah. the book's fault. I associate the, it was just associate a bad feeling that for word you. with uh, yeah, a particular type of online presence oh, that see, I don't like. I have like made myself forget about those people. So to me, I that was must like, "Be nice." Yeah. So I was like, "Oh, cool. They're if gonna said tear some shit I'd down." Like, Fuck yeah, rebellion would have been cooler too. Yeah, but just like the idea of the like, what I loved too is that this our main character, Camelia, Camille is constantly like learning like, oh, like her paradigm is having to be shifted so many times because she's was so sheltered. So like the first book, she was learning about the like indoor versus outdoor slaves basically. And then this one, she's like, oh, no, there's like a whole world that's so different than what I thought. And I loved that. I did love the descriptions of the different lands they were going to. Mm-hmm. Like the silkworm place. That looked cool. I, if this doesn't get turned into a series of movies, there is no justice because you know I want to see a yes. dystopian YA future adaptation That's that beautiful. looks like this. And it's, it's teeming with fucking stagnant shit underneath. I love that. It's like, it's beautiful. If like Hunger Games only took place in the capital and the capital was like Southern Victorian steampunk. Mm-hmm. And what I would love is if the movies didn't shy away from how fucking metal and painful 
it is for these people to get these procedures done. Yeah. Like if they make that like simple. mm -mm. No, it needs to be like long. Yeah. Camille, because the like right off the bat, the thing that she learns from Adel is um, Adel being one of the like main and the fucking MVP favorites or the favored bells or yeah. What do they the call favored them? Class. Um, There's the unfavored and the favored ones. Yeah, so they're the, the favored bells. Because they look beautiful. Um, well, because they were actually like rose from the earth. Yeah. Um, whereas the unfavored bells were cloned. Yeah. We find out. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing she learns from Adel is that she can also alter her own appearance, but that is also very physically taxing and she gets nosebleeds and headaches from it. Do you want to read... The summary of the book, if I assume Goodreads has it, because I'm betting we both had it on Kindle. Uh, And then we can do like a super brief recap of book one. I must be honest, and I didn't, and say that I did not remember most of the first book, and I... Had to listen to our episode on it. You did. So that I would remember. I didn't remember. And then I was like, well, hopefully I start to. And then I did start to remember. So I was like, okay, good. I would not have remembered things. There hey, were like, there were you things. You already have a new iPhone. Hell yeah, doggy. Wow. I, I love like it. it. Is it the Max? Yeah, baby. And we have the same one, green. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten mine yet. Are you getting the green cover too? Or clear? No, I actually just ordered this exact same cover that I already oh, have. Oh, it's cute though. I like it. I wasn't ready to say goodbye. Okay, ready? Anyway. Yeah, I do have it. It's really fun. Nice. I really like it. In this sequel to the instant New York Times bestseller, okay, who cares about this part? Um, <laughs> Camille, her sister Adel, and her guard and new love Remy must race against time to find Princess Charlotte. Sophia's imperial forces will stop at nothing to keep the rebels from returning Charlotte to the castle and her rightful place as queen. With the help of an underground resistance movement called the Iron Ladies, a society that rejects beauty treatments entirely, and the backing of alternative newspaper, The Spider's Web, Camille uses her powers, her connections, and her cunning to outwit her greatest nemesis, Sophia, and restore peace to Orléans. So, book one... Has Camille, and I don't want to get too into details of what happens, but book one has Camille and her sisters debuting to the main, like, capital, what not, kingdom in this world, Orleans. 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 I listened to myself saying that. I was like, I'm not going to try that again. Oh, so you said Orleans. Um, Orleans. Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. Orleans. I feel like it would be Orleans in this case. Mm. Anyway, um, it's a society. They're all born gray with red eyes and wet straw hair. And But there are some people who are born beautiful and colorful and of all different um, races. And they have the power to transform the gray people with their minds, basically. They have this arcana. Um, where they can um, affect their physical appearance. And they're going, they're, they have like an audition for who's going to be the queen's favorite. And they're very and pampered. Gonna, they're very pampered and very highly trained and and like fed all these stories about how they're like um, grown. Yeah. They're grown in a forest and yeah. picked. And, and their job is to serve... 
their kingdom by making everybody beautiful. Mm -hmm. And they go off, they audition for the queen to be the favorite. And Camille's best friend, Amber, is chosen instead of her. And she's jealous, but she's sent to a place called the Chrysanthemum Tea House. Um, in working there, she discovered that, discovers that there are other bells there, and they're all being crazy overworked. There are other bells there who she's never met before. And it turns out that they are just clones and not naturally born. And some of the clones are like either, okay, they're either like this from birth, some of the clones, or if they overwork <laughs> so much, um, like the ones like her mm -hmm. from the favorite class, if they overwork so much, their like features start to like slide off their face or like some of them are born with like multiple mouths. Like mouths. Well, that's Sophia's doing. That the new part, yeah. The new but there ones. are yeah. there's a whole class of like hidden bells. Bells that are like not quote beautiful like her and her. Yeah, they're sisters. not like perfect and yeah. flawless. Um so she discovers that and then all of a sudden Amber is like thrown out of favor because she was like doing crazy stuff at court. And then Camille becomes the favorite of Princess Sophia, who it turns out is a sadist. Like straight truly uh, a sadist and we see even more of that in this book so she's yeah. bad so bad she's bad. like having the bells torture friends that she's mad at by like performing procedures on them without any like um painkiller and giving them pig noses like making yeah them, yeah and then like also torturing her some of her teacup pets i have something to say about that in this book oh yeah um and and Princess Sophia has a sister named Charlotte who's been in a coma for forever. Nobody understands the coma. Um, Camille eventually finds out that, um, or figures out that Sophia has been on the daily putting like poison pins in her skull to keep her sick. Um, and so Camille she wants to help. be queen. Yeah, she wants to be regent Because Charlotte stands to be because of their birth. Yeah. And yeah. the queen is sick. Yeah. She's going to die soon. And Camille discovers what happened. Um, she falls in love with this guy named Augustus. August. 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 And he like, and it was so funny because like both you and I were like, I just didn't really feel it with him. And then it turns out he's bad. So then mm -hmm. we were like, ah, okay. Yeah, and also we're like, coming. Remy was hot. Mm-hmm. And Remy's the guard yeah. who helps her escape after she like pulls all the pins out of Charlotte and tries to help her heal, but they have to leave right away. So um, the, the like main, main bell, Arabella, um, takes off with Charlotte, I think, or tries to cover for them. And um, Camille and Remy, Camille, Remy, Adel, who would like Well, Adel's escaped. like surprise. Adel's the rebel bell. Adel's awesome. I she love Adel. She is awesome. Um, so yeah, Camille, Adel, Remy, and Amber all take off in the night and they just hope that Charlotte made it on a different boat. And that's where the first book ends. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And it turns out August betrayed her, told Sophia all of the information about the bells. And oh, now Sophia is cloning bells like crazy from bell blood. Nonstop. Um, with a plan to one just like home. have, yeah, everybody just owns their own bell to do constant beauty treatments on them to their own um, 
like ill health. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so now the, the book opens with like Sophia's in power. She is, I mean, and it's like days later though. I will say I think the book needed to have a more lived in feeling because it seems like it takes place over the course of like two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it felt quick. Um, I think it is supposed to be like at least a few months maybe, but yeah. it doesn't feel like that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And in that time, Sophia has, I mean, she's a despot. She is completely. Yeah. She's a tyrant. She's like, make, she's like, yeah, the bells are cattle. We've always like, they've always known this. Um, so what I'm going to do is uh, also like make beauty treatments really super expensive so that um, the classes get like further divided mm -hmm. and um, certain um, and, you know, she's like putting cameos of herself, like these like little cameos of herself everywhere that like monitor Record. the use of her name. So like if someone mentions her name, they like listen. Uh-huh. Um, also to make sure no one's prettier than her. Yeah. Because if you're prettier than her, you either have to be fined mm -hmm. um, or like go in a starvation box or something. Yeah. Lots of starvation boxes in this mm -hmm. book where you go in there until you just starved to death and then one of them was like remember she was gonna there was someone in particular that she was like i'm gonna put her in a starvation box and have it be see-through and make her go in there naked so that everybody can see her fade away and her skin turn gray was it brie that she was gonna do that too i think so brie was camille's assistant in the first book yeah oh yeah and um sophie in the first book made amber and Camille compete to make changes to the like, like handmaiden of Sophia's who she was like then fixing up with like a rapist prince mm -hmm. um, to the point where like, and Camille saw that they were getting too out of control and she stopped. She tried to stop Amber, but Amber killed her. Or Camille killed her to put her out of her misery in the end. But yeah, Amber but she, was just like, like torturing her yeah. and she wasn't going to recover. Um, also, like, honestly, I loved the disagreement, too, that Camille and Adel had about Amber. Yeah. Because, like, I think we've both been both Camille and Adel. Mm -hmm. Where you just keep cutting this one friend some slack. And it's like, okay, but we were all in a shitty situation and... Only she acted that way. Like, Adel's right. Like, Adel's like, I don't trust well, Adel, Amber. Adel is vindicated because Amber, yeah. like, gave away their position and went back um, with the hope of just, like, gaining favor. Ugh. Yeah. And then gets fucked over anyway. Yeah. Because that's what happens if you sell your soul to a tyrant. Because the tyrant, guess what? Never respects you. Mm-hmm. You're just a fucking pawn. Yeah. So, like, everybody who's been kicked out of the Trump administration jokes on you. Yeah. You never should have tied your boat to that fucking shit-soaked anchor. Yep. 
Um, you will never win. You will never get what you want. You no. will be mortified and embarrassed and mistreated mm-hmm. and uh, eventually just kicked out or killed. Yeah. Um, so it's so yeah, Adel with- is like Amber's suspect. I don't trust that bitch. Yeah. Which she's right. Yes. I loved Adel though. I just love that she's like kind of just like not likable and like kind of. I was a little annoyed at, and this isn't at Adel's character. I was annoyed at the sort of what felt like to me trumped up um, bickering between Remy and Adel. Oh. Like mistrust between them. I glossed over I was that because like, I didn't buy it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, exactly. That was exactly yeah. it. I was like, I don't buy this. This seems like, yeah, like, um, it's the word I'm looking for. Manufactured. Yeah. Yeah. It was. That part, that, that's why I didn't even remember it because I like saw it and I was like, I don't care. And like yeah. kept reading. I was like, I don't believe this. Yeah. Um, no, but Adel is totally right about Camille. I do wish that Adel. I don't know, played a bigger part in this story because she kind of disappears. Well, here's my wish. And correct me if I'm either you disagree or you've heard otherwise, but is this not a trilogy? Is this just two books? Oh, because didn't it seem like it was pretty fucking over at the end? I mean, kind of. She's like, "Mm, I guess. That was the thing is I just felt like this story was so big this is so sad but does sophia die at the end i can't remember no she gets put in the everlasting rose prison that's right um you know what was interesting done so there's too much to accomplish everything happens so fast yeah and also and again like that's a good reason not to call it a resistance it's a full-on rebellion that overthrows a tyrant and then reinstates the better princess also um here's my kind of issue with this i loved the moments i loved every moment moment by moment yes however same the general plot of like um camille's gonna come back and overthrow (sighs) sophia and the iron ladies are going to help and that's what's going to happen and then that's what does happen the end yeah, it didn't exactly. seem like there were any like having to change plans or like um, <laughs> there was not much of a story yeah. beyond. And then this happens and then this happens and then this happens. Yeah. I mean, the- so while I think that Daniel Clayton is a better writer than the woman who wrote Hunger Games, mm-hmm. I think that the three book structure that she had made made it feel a little more satisfying simply because like it took more time. You know that like there was a more of a gradual involvement in this rebellion. And even then, like the ending of hunger games felt super fast to me. Yeah. It felt very fast. Um, and so with this, we only have two books and it's just Camille's experience in the palace in the first book. And then it's like escape plan, meet a rebellion, execute the plan overthrow Sophia all of yeah. it happens yeah I mean there aren't really any challenge unforeseen challenges that occur they're like the only real challenge well they lose bells 
Oh, they do die. They, they lose that multiple is, bells. Dude, when that one it's bell. Really sad. That's Who, like Was blood. it Valerie? Valerie. Oh, oh. That was so sad. So she Arabella was very sad too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Valerie, they find at, so like they keep trying to go into these tea houses to try and save the bells, like that her sisters. So they go into this one, they like finagle their way in there because the fashion minister who I kept seeing as that guy, as the show, like I just kept seeing that as Stanley Tucci. Yep. In Hunger Games. Yeah. Yeah. Same. So Stanley Tucci helps them um, to go collect Val from this tea house, which is like supposedly closed because apparently all the tea houses are closed. Mm -hmm. So they find Valerie and she's just been bled fucking dry. Yeah. She's like all skeleton and just like can't like hasn't had water even it seems like. Yeah. And then so she grabs a knife off of Camille and just stabs herself in the neck and doesn't even bleed because there's no blood left and just dies. That was sad. Really sad. And then the fan- fashion minister gets taken, which was very sad. Oh, sad too. He so that's help. a setback. But then like, he, you never really, he doesn't come back. There's no real, yeah, let's go save. I felt like he really like <laughs> sacrificed himself mm-hmm. and Camille didn't try very hard. It was like, <sighs> somehow Camille was doing a lot and not that much. Mm-hmm. She was making big moves, but also like same with Hunger Games, same with a lot of these things where it's like one person comes in and they tip the scales of uh, rebellion, but they always end up being the most important person to the rebellion that had been like in the works for decades. Oh, yeah. Those Iron Ladies were working on that rebellion for a long ass time. Like the main woman who's Lady RNA. Yeah. She or rain or whatever. Um, Raina, whatever. She was over th- or she was like passed over for minister of war, got real mad about it and went, you know what? Beauty's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> we shouldn't be getting these treatments. We should just be doing enough to like make our lives comfortable. Like, like eye drops and fixing our hair. So it doesn't fall out, fall out and feel horribly dry. And she set up this whole underground world whose plan is to stop like needing the bells. I would have liked to spend more time under there. Yes. I would have liked to spend more time under there. I would have liked to spend more time going into why these people are gray. I would have liked to spend more time going into what the bells are because apparently they just like fucking grow from the earth. But like, so in their legend, like the goddess of beauty sent down a bunch of bells from heaven to like save the gray people of the earth or of the world. Cause it's not earth exactly. And now bells like grow in the ground and also, get harvested. I would like to, to have mark. known like, and didn't it seem like, like what? how come all these people be being born so gray? I also, cause remember they're like, when you're born, you're like, in so much pain from being gray. Oh, I forgot about that. But then like there's adults that are gray. So I would like to know what the process is like. Like, is it like pain or are they not? Is that just a lie fed to the, to you by the beauty? And like, I would like to know. Oh yeah. Cause all babies are born crying and upset. Yeah. It, but then the, they do imply that, that they have to do certain things to be kept comfortable. Like their eyes hurt 
Yeah, and their hair. And and their skin is dry and gray and tight and their hair is straw-like. I wonder and though, why and and will it ever change? And is it really good that they don't do these beauty treatments? Because it sounds pretty fucking awful. Well, and I wonder, actually, if because we're seeing all of this through the eyes of a Belle who has only ever seen like beauty and perfection. What if they're just like, yeah, they're gray, but they're just like average people. You know what I mean? I would say I think that's a really interesting idea. Yeah, but just based on how the Iron Ladies were talking, it seems like that's not the case. It yeah, seems like they they're need truly eye drops fucking gray. Their eyes hurt because it's not just like <laughs> it's not just like creative descriptions of people where you can like at first you start out interpreting it as like oh they're fucking hideous and then you realize they're just human. Yeah, um, and the bells are like these otherworldly beings who we're we've enslaved because we're obsessed with beauty. It seems like. There's a weird race of people who were born gray with red eyes. Yeah. Well, that's everybody. I think if it weren't for the red eyes part, I might yeah. be inclined to think that, like, yeah, maybe they're just human. But that's never really gone into. But then I when she like sees, answers on that, and that's really just because it seems like this is it. Also, when she sees Lady RNA and she's like, she's like the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. Who? The leader of the Iron Ladies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when she sees her. So first she describes her and she's like, she's like almost spider-like in how she looks. And then she's like, she's beautiful. She's like the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. Does she think of it that way? Mm -hmm. She says that. I'm very confused. So like, I think, I mean, she probably just is naturally beautiful. Also, they don't, do all great people look the same? Or do they look different? Kind of. Other than the fact that they're gray. I mean, their bone structure and stuff. I don't know. But like when she's describing, because like the place that the gray ladies kind of rule over. Iron ladies. Iron ladies. The iron ladies rule over is like a cool, like steampunky underground, like city. Yeah. That we'd barely get to see any of. And I was like, dang, I want to like. And she doesn't describe that very much. I feel like I really know what the upside world looks like. And I don't know what the underworld looks like very much at I all really wish and I would like to that. yeah I sort of get maybe I can't I honestly can't tell if I only think this I think I thought it before I read the afterword but did you read the afterword Mm-mm. it's sad really yeah well I, but hope but good it's good but it does sort of make me feel like it's possible she just went I'm done writing this because she says where like it seems like it's not really her fault um but she was sick acknowledgements i have so many people to thank for helping me cross the finish line with this book it was a struggle and a roller coaster because during the writing of this book i was diagnosed with a very large non-cancerous liver tumor (gasps) through numerous medical appointments biopsies and mris I wrestled with this book and its plot and all my deadlines and the reality that my quest for perfect skin was the reason I had this medical emergency. After spending several decades on oral contraceptives to control my cystic acne, I discovered it gave me a parting gift, a tumor the size of my hand. Beauty has a price and I am learning the cost now. Oh my God. So I suspect, I might be wrong. That she's like done. That it's done and it's 
because of her medical emergency. Man. And so that's why it's like feels very unfinished. Mm -hmm. Even though Mm -hmm. she did succeed in finishing the story, the world is unfinished. Yeah. So I don't fault her that at all. Yeah. It just, it it makes me sad. It is sad. It is sad. But like, it's just... (laughs) Thank you to my friends, my love nests, my group chats, my Slack channels, my covens, all those who keep me human. You know who you are. This was a tough year and I barely made it through. Thank you for listening to me complain and whine and cry and for keeping me all stitched together. Thank you for the chicken broth and the flowers and the tea and the steak. Aww. Thank you mom and dad for everything always and forever. And thank you to the readers. Thanks for coming down this dark rabbit hole with me. So I think it's done. Yeah. And I think it wasn't supposed to be done. And I also think that I really feel for her. And also, I think like that explains a lot of kind of maybe why we didn't get to spend as much time in a lot of the places that we wanted. That's what I think. Yeah. She truly couldn't. Yeah. She had to deliver this book by a certain time. Yeah. And she wasn't going to be able to work on more. But also like, ooh, publishers, just like be more lenient. But I also don't know, what if this whole process made her not want to write this story I know. What if she's like, I just want to get it over with. She's like, I can't. Yeah. This is too much. Or like, I feel like a different person now and I can't write this story anymore. I don't, all I can do is speculate and I don't really want to do that. Mm -hmm. But it does, I I just, I have to think that that's why. Yeah. uh, The world's isn't being explored further and why it felt like it yeah. was like, well, we just got to get to the the ending. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but she's a good writer and it's a really good read. She's a really good writer. I mean, and honestly, like I truly like, as I was reading it, I was just like, wow. The fact that she was able to conceptualize a world as like filled out and like beautiful but also mm-hmm. terrifying as this mm-hmm. was like, it's so impressive and really cool. And like, I, I just wanted to like be in that world. Mm-hmm. Like I wished that I could like see it. I still want this to be a movie. It so needs to I be a movie. Yeah. Cause she's certainly writes the shit out of it. Yeah. So somebody needs to take all that hard work she did. And it needs to have a Harry Potter budget and it needs to have a Harry Potter budget. And then it needs theme parks. Oh my God. How scary. Pretty. <laughs> How scary pretty. That'd be really scary and pretty, pretty scary. <laughs> pretty scary or scary pretty. Yeah. Wow. I really hope I want to, I meant movie. to look into it further to figure out like what I'm going to look up to see if there's happened. a movie and works. I mean, I'm sure we would hear something about that. I don't think I'm going to find an answer. Uh, yeah. I'm not seeing anything about a movie in, in the works. Lame. Yeah. Unless she didn't want it to be a movie and then that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Then that's I fine. leave it up to her. Authors and her call, but Authors I would like time. a movie, is all I'm saying. Yeah. Um Yeah, I would like to figure out I didn't I did look a bit, but I couldn't really find anything to indicate what was gonna happen. <laughs> it, somebody wrote their own fan fiction of it wait no this is something else no it's fucking white as fuck (laughs) i googled bell's book three to see if anything came up Mm -mm -mm. 
I didn't like the attitude that the Iron Ladies had about uh, towards the bells. Yes. Yeah. What's their fucking problem? Rudos. It's not their fault that they were born in this system. Well, I think they, they truly so did disdainful. not know. I think they truly, because like, right, you only learn what you're taught. Yeah. So like, I'm sure that the word on the street is, you know, not, you know, we have <laughs> the, I'm sure the kingdom isn't like, mm, we have these bells and we really abuse them really abuse them and force them to make us look beautiful and, and if they don't um, we kill them <laughs> we clone them and then we profit off them yeah so i think they and, were probably like you're just shucking um, fuck you like yeah but it, it, i did it feel bad for the and bells, there was though. never really any closure on that yeah on their shitty attitudes yeah and philosophies because so i was like this is just the other extreme where it's like you should regardless you should be able to look how you want to look yeah no you matter shouldn't, what you shouldn't prize not doing anything to your yeah. body either yeah if you want to change your body change your body yeah try not to go overboard well like just take care of your health yeah like don't do something that's gonna hurt you and don't mess with your mouth too much oh that's always where it goes wrong for me yeah or also like the nose too much can like I mean, I just say use caution. Yeah. Like, try not to get body dysmorphia about it. But oh. you shouldn't be criticized if you, like, want to wear makeup or you want to change your hair or... Yeah, or even, like, I or just... Or if you do want to get plastic, a form of plastic surgery. Yeah, no, I just, I don't like when people, like, talk shit about someone for having fake boobs or something. I'm like, just let them want that. I don't know. I don't see how that I get very you. curious as to whether people do. If they have them or not? Yeah. But I'm not going to judge them for it. Yeah. I feel like though there's like some, you know, some women and also like a type of guy that's like, I only like my women natural. And like. It's okay if you have a certain aesthetic that you're. I'm thinking of guys who comment on women's Instagrams. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is more. It just is. It, I don't like it if either extreme is painted as the right one. Yeah. Like, I think it should be okay if you want to wear jeans and a t-shirt and not do much to your hair. Cool. I think it should be okay if you want to get super dressed up every day. Yeah. Yeah, do whatever you want. But these iron ladies. No, I know. I tell you. But they I are know. very... I love the whole spider aesthetic. Yeah. And the uh, lady... Arane? Arane. A-R-A-N-E. I don't know how you say that. Say Arane. Arane. Um, Lady Arane. She was chill. She was more chill. Is cool. And the paper she releases is like, the bells are our allies. Treat them as such. Give them our full support. Um, The masks were cool. Yeah. I could have done with less of all of the little catchphrases. Oh, when they were chanting back and forth. It is like too long. Fucking Handmaid's Tale. It was like, just too long. They were chanting too, too long. much. It's too you much. Just, you can and they all say, say like it to each other things. too much. Yeah. But just, they were saying like seven things. There were too many things that they were saying, like all their little mottos and stuff. Um, where is it? Um, <laughs> yes, my lady. May your threads be strong. Okay. We get it. <laughs> You've got a spider thing going on. Let's it's a little much. Calm down <laughs> may your it's like they're all chanting may your threads be strong and your 
Oh, I forget the other spider stuff. There was a lot of spider stuff. It was like, and they were, when they were in the room together, like in the secret meeting and they were like chanting it back and forth at each other, seriously, like seven times. It was our like, dearest lady. We caught something interesting in our web. Well, okay. It's very fantasy-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, here it is. Uh, thank you, loyal iron ladies. May your threads always remain strong and may your web serve you well. They chant back. It's just like very cheesy. Just too much. Sp- I do spider-ish. get that that happens. I mean, that's what happens on Handmaid's Tale. It's like under his eye. Yeah. Well, it, all it happens. Like, what do you think they fucking do in Skull and Crossbones? They probably yeah. say that kind of shit to each other all day long. But it does. It makes me think of them as being um, cheesy and immature. Well, because it feels like a kids' club. Yep, exactly. It's like a very clubhousey thing to do. Yeah, I just if I ever make like a secret uprising, uh huh. I don't think we're gonna do that. Yeah, I'm gonna say no. <laughs> just like I'm gonna say, you guys, like, right, we you guys ready to do this? Need a motto. Yeah, yeah. Like I'll take a cool name like Iron Ladies. That's tight. Or like I'll take. Spider's web is like a yeah. That's I'll cool. take a spider theme. I even like their spider's web, and I like like that their newspaper like it's you, very cool. You, you put a light under it, and then like the ink mm-hmm. kind of moves around. And I like that before Camille discovered it, she was seeing spider things everywhere. That's cool. Um, yeah, I like the aesthetic of it and it having a feel to it. I just think you don't chanting. have to say the stuff. The so chanting. I'm not chanting. into chanting. The weird, it, yeah. It just makes you it makes you seem like a child who's play acting. You know what's weird though? They do that kind of shit in like churches and stuff. I think yeah. that's why I don't like churches. Well, I think, yeah, I feel like we should have evolved beyond that as a people. Yeah, the chance, like, yeah, yeah. So it's like you're trying to be the peace be with you and with you also. I feel like that people- seems pretty tame though compared to the like because those are just two of the phrases i feel like there's two more spider no there's like eight things there's too many things i just i think i know that like it's just so much about spiders it's just like you you guys know that you're not like literally spiders right <laughs> I would like love- Calm down. Like, and make you catch you. many flies in your web. But, like, literally, that's not... we. Okay, guys, we know that we're not like, spiders, right? <laughs> Do we? We're, like, not spiders, right? Like, because we're not. Because, like, literally, we're not, like, Because literally, we're humans. Or whatever we are. Our, like, biological makeup. So, that's not... Very strange. It's really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes them seem lame. It it just seems like play acting. It's yeah. It feels like little kids dressing up. I would feel very self conscious. Yep, doing that. I felt self conscious reading it. Yeah, I was like, come on, guys. And that and then that d- didn't help when it was like hashtag resistance. May your threads playing be strong. in your brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? It's like all of them are Catwoman. <laughs> you know how Catwoman's always being about cats? Yeah. And I love like, cats. Quit being so much about cats. I am a crazy cat lady. It's not but like... Even sometimes I'm like, Selena, you don't have to say perfect. <laughs> like you can... Like Mr. Freeze. Yeah. We got it. There's we a gimmick. It. Yes. We don't need you to be with all the f- 
the ice puns and cold or poison puns. ivy poison ivy we you love plants uh, you are, so do we uh but like smoking hot you're smoking you don't hot. need puns you don't need puns they're getting in the way of how smoking hot you know you who are, doesn't really anything. do puns who harley quinn that's because she's crazy harley quinn's great i love Batman her animated series hell yeah so good introduced harley quinn mm-hmm. um i miss her straight up harley quinn jester outfit I loved that. Mm-hmm. Me too. Also, like, I ship her in Poison Ivy. Hell yeah. Because she needs to get away from Joker, dude. He is bad news. Poison Ivy was my favorite. I loved Poison Ivy. I uh, Selena Kyle's really grown on me, actually, in the new, um, in the Tom King uh, Batman Rebirth. Um, I, maybe something was, like, hormonally going on with me, but, like, I cried, like, <laughs> three times. Huh? The beginning of it is really good. If you guys want to get weepy about Batman. You should read it. It's good. It's really good. And it has some really good Selena Kyle stuff. Um, I don't read the comics, so I can only go off of the mm. TV and movies I've seen. Um, I have read comics. I don't read comics. Yeah. it's uh, yeah. So I've read some Batman, but it was all Grant Morrison stuff that Mike gave me to mm. read. Mm. Mm. I, I think you would actually, honestly, I think you would like the Tom King stuff that's out now. It's like, I, th- I know I'd really like all the writing and art all, and the art of comics is really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. I have a really hard time with the formatting. Guess that's what the only helped reason me. I don't. Comixology has helped me a lot with that. What is that? On Comixology, you can just like, so it's, it's if you do um, like guided reading, it's helped me a lot. Oh, I use the Marvel Unlimited. Yeah. Um, subscription and that's it's like you can tap it and it'll yeah. go to what you're supposed to see yeah next. and then at the very end you tap and then it shows you the whole panel well that was what i was having a problem with is because clearly there were times when i should have seen the whole panel first mm-hmm. and then gone into it and i was really missing out on do you go like you, do you go in and out of guided reading yeah yeah um it that's the only problem yeah that it does suck especially if there's like maybe a two-page spread or yeah yeah i know so that's the one downside but yeah it has helped me greatly in figuring out how to read comics because like i was having trouble being like okay wait is this happening here yeah Um, yeah no so no shade thrown at comments comics for me not reading them nothing but respect awesome storytelling awesome art mm mm-hmm i just had a hard time yeah (laughs) like it's just like i didn't grow up reading that and so it's difficult yeah no there's for sure like a learning curve in like how to maneuver comics Mm -hmm. and then mike read comics growing up and um says he's not much of a uh straight reader Mm -hmm. like a books reader yeah yeah i feel like people that read a lot of comics growing up didn't like i think it trains your brain how to read Mm -hmm. yeah so if you don't grow up reading both probably one or the other is going to be trickier for you yeah, I've been reading a lot more comics lately because of El Rey, um, right? Which is like helping me learn how to read them more. Yeah, right. I'm sure I would get yeah. used to it eventually. It's just, you just but it's like one through. of those things where yeah. it's like I have a limited well, amount of time. And we have to read so much for this show. Yeah, <laughs> if I'm reading anything, it's these books. Do I keep buying Amazon Kindle deals? Yes. <laughs> have I read a single one of them since I started doing this? months ago no no not a single one i bought one today it's about the history of hacking into the telephone system sounds really cool i wonder if i'll read it probably not because that figures into infinity train lore cool 
but we have to read so much. So much. For the show. Um, Very much. Let me see here. Next week, do we know, how are we releasing these? Is Babysitter 2 next? Yes. We're reading Babysitter 2 next. Yes. And if you want to support our show, patreon.com slash teencreeps, we got mini-sodes. We got outside genre episodes. We got got public public domain domain theater theater episodes. We got stickers. We got Got photos of Kelly in white girl cornrows. (laughs) Which is just a reminder that that's what that is in case some people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, Go back and listen to our John Carpenter's Halloween episode with Oscar Montoya. mm. Hero of the pod. Hero of the pod. Um, And we need to do another Oz episode. We have one coming up. I know. I want it to be sooner. Me too. (laughs) Um, If you love us, tell us. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know what I was going to (laughs) say. Um. I think our schedule is a bit up in the air yeah. right now. And so we can't tell you what we're going to read next. No, with um, Babysitter 2. After that. Why would we? <laughs> because we just recorded Babysitter 2. Oh. So we'll just give away. We're recording these a little out bit of out of order. order. Yeah. So on our Babysitter 2 up, we didn't say no. what we're reading next. Because I had that. the thought and I was like, I don't know. Yeah. So when you hear that next week, that's why we don't say. Yeah. Um, thank you so much to everybody who already donates to our Patreon. We really appreciate it. If you want to follow our show on social media at Teen Creeps Pod, thank you for listening. We love you. We love you and keep it creepy. And may your webs be strong or something. Stop. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Engineered and mastered by Alex Sarche. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.